from a villainous hideout on the moon to the community center in Angel Grove all the way to the mysterious command center you're listening to Mighty Morphin Podcast Rangers where we cover everything from TV to movies and comics Welcome to another episode, and a long-awaited episode, of Mighty Morphin Podcast Rangers. As always, I'm your host, Adam, and with me this time is co-host Nicholas. Nicholas, how are you? Adam, I'm doing amazing. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic. It's always fun to uh, sit down and, and talk Power Rangers with a fellow fan. So let's, let, let's get right into it. But first, because it's been a while since I've done one of these, and... The viewers slash listener may not know who you are. They may not be familiar with, with you. So give a little background, not of your, your Power Rangers history, not yet, <laughs> but more about your podcasting history and, and all that kind of stuff. So kind of work in some plugs at the beginning of the show as well, if you want. You yeah, know. sure. So I'm uh, I'm the co-host of the Vigilante 1939 podcast. I run that podcast with my uh, childhood best friend and his father. It's more of a... DC-leaning podcast, but we talk about Marvel, uh, Star Wars, anything in, in the fandom pop culture realm that kind of interests us, and we, we've had it for a little under two years, uh, so kind of getting my feet wet in, in that one, in that realm, and uh, yeah, just, just very excited to just be in this community and continue to find new people, so uh, yeah, very excited. It's a good show, it's a good show, I listen Thank to you. it every, every episode, and uh, I was on one of the streams that was really fun uh, with the with the Spider-Man No Way Home stuff, and uh, when you guys do a Batman one uh, for the Batman, you know who to call. But, oh yeah, uh, and not the Ghostbusters, but you can call them too. <laughs> um, but um, we're not talking about Batman today. One of the rare occasions where I, where I say let's put Batman aside uh, temporarily because um, God knows I'm spending enough money on him. Yeah. But, um, but let's put that aside for for a bit, and let's talk about. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Um, so, what? When did you become aware of this franchise, and how did you? How did you get into it? Wow, I've waited a long time for somebody to ask me this question, and I'm very there excited is. to answer it. So, so I was born in 1995. So mm-hmm. around then, obviously, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was airing, but I was still a little, you know, too young to, to quite watch it and fully immerse myself so probably you're looking at like the early 2000s for me okay uh, is when i really started getting into power rangers obviously i started off with mighty morphin i did it the right way yeah i remember like when my dad first showed me coincidentally enough the green with evil storyline and that really kind of kicked everything all off for me adam everything from like zeo to lightspeed rescue to lost galaxy to time force to wild force to you know, all Ninja Storm, you know, all those, you know, Power Ranger Turbo, all those Power Ranger shows that ran from like that 95 to, I'd say 2004 era was when yeah. I really kicked, kicked into full gear with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then maybe 2005, you know, you kind of start to age out of the, the franchise a little bit. You know, you, you, you watch here and there, but you're not really. Yeah, you keep track, well, but. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All so right. really right around there is kind of when I stopped, but I was really into it for like a solid, like five years of my life even though it feels really short uh yeah. to say but you know you, you think like okay a six-year-old kid probably watches it till he's like 10 or 11 you know and maybe yeah. that's probably a good way to kind of end a little bit but man what we're talking about today 
this character, this franchise yeah. has really just stuck with me my whole life. It, it's I'll, I'll do a quick recap because it's been so long since I recorded an episode of the show. But for me, I was already, I think I was nine going on 10 when mm-hmm. this thing um, kicked off. Yeah. Um, and I'll never forget it. The only reason I caught it was I, it was a Saturday morning. I was getting ready to watch wrestling. I can't remember what 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 show it was. I think it was Saturday main event or Superstar, one of those. And it was interrupted by Power Rangers. And all you see is the friggin' intro. And, you know, it's Rita coming out of the dumpster. And I'll never forget back then because I, I was pissed off. Where's my wrestling? Where's my wrestling? So <laughs> yeah. it opens up and I'm like, what the hell is this? Where's my where's my wrestling? <laughs> sure enough, I'm like, oh, screw it. I'm too lazy to change the channel. Let me watch it. Let's mm-hmm. see what this is. And and I was fascinated because, you know, here you had superhero characters that were color-coded much like, you know, the Ninja Turtles. So I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. it's kind of in that wheelhouse. I dig Ninja Turtles. Let me, let me check this out. I, and, I, and I loved it instantly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, I, I think, I want to say I started pretty much at the beginning. I don't know if it was the pilot or, or what it was, but... It was in the beginning, and I remember before Tommy came on the scene, I was a Red Ranger guy. You know, there was, there was oh this, yeah, of course this, you gotta be guy, right? <laughs> and of course, like any young child that age, young male child or or female, I don't know if you had those feelings back then, but any young boy at around that age that got into Power Rangers, if you didn't have a, a crush on Kimberly, played by uh, Amy Jo Johnson. If you didn't have a crush on her, I, I suggest getting a time machine. Go back and grab yourself, and both of you, your adult self and your childhood self, <laughs> go to a psychiatrist because there's something wrong with you if you didn't have a crush on her when you were that age. Uh, so that it was that, uh, you know, that was that. And listen, I, she she is what she is, but I still have a crush on her. I don't care. And I've said that. I think, look, this is the highlight of my fandom. I think I said that one when I, I think a couple years ago, I wished her a happy birthday on Twitter, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And I did the whole, you know, no shame, but you were my first crush, you know, and and she she liked it and responded. So I was like, all right, if this was like nine year old me, I would have fainted, oh. I would have I would have <laughs> collapsed the whole nine years. But yeah, so there was that. Um, and then, like you were saying, once once the green with evil saga kicked in, mm-hmm. you know, I had the of course I had this love hate relationship with Tommy because. He was really cool, and, and I liked the, the fact that he was in green, and I, I liked the fact that he had the dragon dagger that was kind of also like a flute, and then the, the dragon zord was a cool, you know, zord, so I, I liked him. But Kimberly liked him, and that was a no-no in my heart. I'm like, oh, no, I'm conflicted now. So, but no, I, I he became my favorite um, to the point where I had the dragon dagger as a kid. Uh, uh, I don't. I wanted the morpher, but it was sold out, so I couldn't get the morpher. Um, and I didn't get. I didn't have the dragons one, but I had them. As I was saying off air, I had the black and gold uh, and Megazord. Um, those were the two sort of uh, toys that I had, and I, I think I had those um, the ones that remember 
the 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 helmet like it would switch and it'd be the human like without the helmet and then if it, yeah, yeah. The, I I had those I had those um, back in the day I don't have any more because my mom gave them away when I was you know a certain age which I'm still bitter about but it is what it is. <laughs> Yep. Uh, she she gave me life, so I can't be too mad at her. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so I had those. What were, the, were some of the toys that you had from from that? Yeah. So yeah. obviously they're they're unfortunately not connected to what we're talking about here today, right. technically. But I have this OG Tommy Oliver Red Ranger, which is the which is when he became the Red Ranger right after Mighty yeah. Morphin. Yeah. And then I got the Gold Ranger. When Jason returned, yes, the franchise, yes. the long-awaited controversial return right. of Jason Lee Scott to Power Rangers. So that and that's the two that I can find right now, Adam. Shockingly, he he, those are cool. Those are those are OG figures. Um, oh yeah. Uh, uh, surprisingly, Jason returned recently in. Uh, I think it was the, one of the Beast Morpher episodes. I think so. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah, I I, I saw it on Twitter. I, I I remember I saw the the clip, or a clip of it on Twitter, like a like a, a TV spot. Mm-hmm. And I said, all right, shit, I got I I got to tune into this. Like I I I can't yeah, not watch. It. Like he's coming in. So, um, so and I did, but um, but yeah, and so, you know, I've I've long been a fan of this this franchise. Mm-hmm. I remember the '95 movie. Uh, look, it's not it's not. An Oscar winner by any stretch of the imagination, right. but it's one of those movies that you know you grow up with and you love it, and so yeah. it, despite its faults, and, and that's wh- where this one lies for me. Uh, maybe you know, um, so there's that, um, and and then I think it was I stuck I stuck through to the one that you that you have the figure of mm-hmm. when Tommy was the Red Ranger, yeah. And then I think it was after that that I kind of, you know, did other things and, and, and sort of left the franchise. Sure. Uh, and then it's funny because a couple of years ago, I think it was, was it last year? I think it was last year. I don't know. The, the years, these last two years, it's like, Every year feels like I, the same now. Who the hell knows what year it is anymore? <laughs> yeah. uh, all I know is I'm one year older and it stinks. But, um, but um, I, it was last year that my niece, was four um her, her my sister her mother called me and said uh, your niece is watching something that you used to watch and i said what, what's she watching Bat- my my first inclination was was batman um <laughs> which i knew she liked but i didn't like because she would always every time she'd come in my my room here mm-hmm. i have the batman figures and she always oh, well, I, I want that can i have it and i'm like no <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> while I'm alive, you cannot have it. Maybe when I'm not here, then it's a different story. But for now, yeah, no. Um, but um, I said, "What's she watching?" I said, "She said, listen." So she puts the you know the, the speaker on, and I can hear it's not Mighty Morphin, but I can hear the words Power Rangers in the theme. And I said, "Oh no way!" I'm like, "That's that's pretty cool." I don't know which series she's watching, whatever it is, and then. Uh, for Christmas last year, she's like, she, her mom said she wants a, a Power Ranger. I said, okay, which one? She's like, get her a Red Ranger action figure. <laughs> so, no, the franchise is 20 some odd years old. Yeah. Type in Red Ranger action figure to Amazon, and it's like, wow. Hundreds of them pop up. So it's like, <laughs> all right, here's the next question. Which one? 
So ever since like I, I started getting the, the, the figures for her, it's like I'm I, they she pulled me back in, you know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. um um and then I, I, I got I because uh, I couldn't resist one for you, one for me type of deal. I, yeah. I bought myself the uh the lightning collection. I bought a um uh Red Ranger Jason figure. Yep. And I have uh again you can't see maybe in next episode I'll I'll pull them out, but um I also have um it's the um you know those mini helmets that they sell? Yeah, yeah. I have the Green Ranger one. No way. And I have uh I thought it was bigger. I thought it was one of the <laughs> the big ones, but it was a story one. of my life. <laughs> um, but it's still cool. And I yeah. also have the uh I don't know if you know this character, but it's Lord Draken. Do you know you are you familiar with Lord Draken? Isn't that where uh, Tommy's new character that he it's is like right now and yeah, yeah, yep. mm-hmm. universe, yeah. Yep. So I got that figure and I'm like, oh, it's, it's just so. It's not a bad uh, figure, yeah. It, it's so cool. So th- th- that's what I got right now, uh, and I'm, I'm, I was gonna get the Dragon Dagger and I still made, but those damn the Batman merchandise is killing me. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know, yeah. but um, but yeah. So there, you know, I kind of, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm back in. Of course, I went to see the 2017 movie. Yeah, which we'll same. cover on the show at some point, and I, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, mm-hmm. Won't spoil how much because that's for another show. Right. But I really enjoyed it. Um, and uh, we on that front, uh, we do have some news in terms of the future of the franchise. Um, so we 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 know that at one point the franchise was set up at Paramount, and there was an announcement saying that. Jonathan Entwistle had signed on to direct, and it was going to involve um, some sort of time travel plot that would take us back to the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, and then news went silent. And then we got another bit of news that's saying, yes, Jonathan Entwistle is still involved, but the, the franchise has moved over to you know, Hasbro and E1 has partnered with E1 and they've taken it over. And, and since then, it's now going to be Jonathan Entwistle is going to, he's still going to direct the live action movie, but he's also going to be kind of like a Kevin Feige for, for Power Rangers in that he is developing a interconnected line of films, Tele- and television shows that are going to interconnect and be part of one big franchise. Uh, they say that it's going to be the live action stuff that End Whistle is involved with is going to be more adult oriented. And by that, no, I don't mean a porno, folks. When I say adult, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, for more the people mature. like us. Yeah. yeah. For the people like us that grew up with the, with the with the franchise, I mean, listen, I'm sure there are parodies out there. If you want to search that, if that's your thing, go for it. Well, not, but that's not what we're talking about. Um, it, it's going to be for the fans that that are now, you know, in their 20s and 30s that grew up with mm-hmm. this stuff. It's going to be geared to geared to us. Uh, but there's still going to be kids stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. There's going to be kids programming, and they're also going to delve into some animation as far as one of the press conference uh, press releases. Um, inferred. Now, we know that last we heard, um, 
Brian Edward uh, Hill is writing the movie uh, for Jonathan Entwistle. Uh, and I know him from, he had a run on Detective Comics that was really good. Um, he did a run on uh, Angel, the, you know, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer character, yep. that comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm very familiar with this comic work and, and I liked it. So I'm, I'm fully on board with that, that choice. So what do you, what do you, what do you think of this idea of a more mature live action interconnected universe between films and television. Mm-hmm. So I think the idea is great uh, because I think like you said, Adam, it kind of goes back to what the 2017 movie, I think tried to do where it was a little more bold. It was different. Yeah. It was a little more darker. It kind of tried to reach that adult audience and maybe grew up with the franchise. It was very meta uh, mm-hmm. and it, people really didn't resonate with it. And I think that totally has different things to do with it. But yeah, there are, there are, there are reasons. That yeah. I think, I think the idea of a connected Power Rangers universe, I think right now is brilliant because we're seeing right now everybody wants to do it, right? Everybody wants some kind of connected universe. Yeah. Uh, in the thing right now, because it's money. It's it's what people want. Right. Uh, and I definitely think it opens more story possibilities too, right? Like you so beautifully said, you know, it kind of caters to the fans that want a more mature maybe not you know darker but more mature approach to power right. i know there's a there's a kickstarter movie going on with uh jason david frank that seems to be really more mature yeah in uh, darker white dragon we're definitely going to be covering that I yeah sure yeah um but i definitely i'm definitely with you too because i think it, it opens so much more possibilities i think it's especially on netflix too i think the whole streaming yeah. thing uh, makes it more accessible too but i'm also one of those people too i'm very old school i would love a nice classic theatrical movie that just hits sure. but i understand too you know i think the whole time travel concept too of it kind of makes my head hurt a little bit on how they can do it yeah. but maybe it's more time jump i don't, I don't know. know i don't know if that's still part of the plan that was the original yeah. plan at paramount mm-hmm. whether that changed once brian edward hill was brought on i have no idea Mm-hmm. But the interesting thing that you mentioned that that you know we, we might as well talk about is that this is this whole plan is going to be headed to Netflix. And look, I, I I wish that we were in a scenario where that 2017 movie hit and resonated and was a big splash. But I think given that that wasn't the case, look, it didn't. It didn't lose money, but it didn't make money either. Like it broke, it just broke even, right? So, mm-hmm. um, so I can understand the hesitancy to say, "All right, we're going to throw another 100, 150 million at this franchise and hope that this time, you know, audiences come out and play." Mm-hmm. Whereas with Netflix, I I don't think you don't have to worry about box office. Then it's about viewership, yeah. right? It's about eyeballs on the product in terms of not necessarily just money, but but how many how many hours watched can we get of this thing? That's how they measure their 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 success and obviously mm-hmm. subscriptions, of course. But right. But you know since. Uh, you know, the writing was on the wall when I think just recently it was announced that 
the second season of the current Power Ranger series that is happening is going exclusive to Netflix. Mm-hmm. And apparently, the the three or four series that they have uploaded to Netflix for Power Rangers, uh, on you know, right now, all do pretty well uh, worldwide in terms of uh, of numbers in the kids uh, section. So I think this is what the franchise needs right now to to sort of get it back to a wider audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and sort of build it back up to maybe where it once was because i mean like you said if you say power rangers most people know what you you know the general public will know what that is mm-hmm. but they all like like they don't know any anything beyond mighty morphin and yeah. average joe public it's like what there it's still going there's still more like there's mm-hmm. most people don't know that so I think Netflix provides the opportunity for the fan base is there. It, we have already pre-existing. Now we can try. Now that that our subscribers see, look, this is a more mature thing. Maybe they'll come to it. Whereas with a movie, you can't bank on that because again, the general audience who aren't part of this fandom think, oh, Power Rangers, that's kid stuff. I'm not going to go watch that. Yeah. If they don't have kids. They're gonna go watch, right? So, um, so I think I think Netflix is the right move right now mm-hmm. for this this franchise. Uh, who knows? They've done limited theatrical releases on some of their stuff, so yeah. maybe that's the case here um, down the road. But you know, I think Netflix is a good home for it, um, and uh, you know, gives it every chance to succeed on a, on a wider. Uh, scale, um, Jonathan Entwistle is a Netflix guy. He's yep. done some stuff for Netflix, uh, and uh, he seems to be a big fan of the property. So, you know that helps um, certainly. I mean, it's not look. Just saying, somebody reads a comic doesn't make, mean they're going to make a good comic book movie. Uh, you know, Tim Burton never read a comic, but Batman 89 is a great movie. Yep. Christopher Nolan wasn't a comic reader. That's why he brought David Goyer in. And so, you know, um, it's not a prerequisite that if you're a fan, you have to be a fan of this stuff. But I think it he helps. knows what the long, what the long, what, you know, the longtime Power Rangers fans want. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to the reboot stuff, some of the OGs have been doing the, you know, convention at home kind of circuit recently. And one of them was David Yost, the Blue Ranger. And he recently revealed that he's worked, he is written during quarantine. Mm-hmm. He wrote a uh, eight episode limited series uh, titled uh, Metamorphin Power Rangers Quantum Continuum. And that would bring back the OGs. Mm all of them uh for one last um one last mission uh and everybody he said all the ogs have told him that if it moves forward they will they will sign on uh and he said that he's had conversations with netflix about it so we'll see if that happens now like like I'm all for, listen, this thing needs a, a fresh coat of paint. 
mm -hmm. have Jonathan and Whistle do that, and that's great, and I'll be there. But also, if I'm Netflix and I'm seeing the numbers for something like Cobra Kai, which is, you know, retro nostalgia to the max, mm -hmm. and that is one of their Netflix's most popular shows. How do you not look at David Yost and, and read that script and say, all right, here's money, go. I mean, the OGs will absolutely, I guarantee you, will tune in. Mm -hmm. No doubt about it. So I think, to me, that's a no-brainer. Do it as a one last hurrah before you reboot. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, and you probably, that kind of goes back to my point too, Adams. You probably have to know that, like, if one of their own like is like writing a script and gets everybody else on board, right? It obviously means that they're fans yeah. of the franchise, of the characters. And that to me is where it all kind of comes back. Because you made a beautiful point too where it's like, you know, any Hollywood writer, studio writer can write anything. Because uh, they're a writer. It's what they do. Yeah, yeah. But it all comes down to whether or not you're a fan of what you're writing up. And I think for Power Rangers, that's always been the key is, you know, like, do you... Do you understand that fine line of nostalgia and campiness, but yeah. make it a little more mature so that it's more accessible for everybody and not just, you know, little kids, you know, because you, you want the adults to be able to watch it, but you also want kids yeah. to be able to watch it. And, and there's there's a way to do it. I mean, look at Transformers. I mean, yeah, I mean, say what you want about, about each success of Michael Bay movie. Yeah. But that first one, I think, hit the sweet spot. Mm -hmm. and, and then obviously Bumblebee was great, but but. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's like, and again, it's it, it to me, it just seems like in the age where we're in with nostalgia, like you, you, you look at you know, No Way Home, the, the all the return. I mean, it's been a month. Can we stop with the non spoil? Yeah, the three guys are back. I, it's it, made a billion I, dollars. Like, if you haven't watched <laughs> it by now, it's a, bill, a, a billion plus movie. I don't know what to tell you, but, um, but yeah, the three guys are back, and that you listen. I'm of the opinion that if this was just another Tom Holland installment with no other, you know, legacy people coming back, I don't think that thing clears a billion, mm. uh, especially in the midst of a pandemic. But you bring back the the, the three, the other two guys, you bring back uh, you know Defoe and those guys, and all of a sudden it, it's must watch uh, film, you know. I must watch film. Yeah. So, you know, nostalgia in the right dose has its its benefits. Mm -hmm. You know, Michael Keaton's coming back for the Flash, and again, I, I like Netflix got it has it in front of their own face with Cobra Kai. Yeah. I mean, so to me, that's a no brainer green light. If I if I'm if I'm if I'm Hasbro and Netflix, um, mm -hmm. and think of all the additional toys Hasbro could sell. <laughs> like, look, here are the OGs, but with, instead of their young-looking face sculpt, we have the current face sculpt. It's like, and, and we'll put some, some, you know, glitter, and we'll, we'll sell the, the glitter version with the silver and all that. It's, I mean, Adam, I have three dollars. Don't, 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 don't tempt them. I have three dollars, Adam. Don't <laughs> do it. No, but you know, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's easy money. So I hope they green light it. Uh, yeah. I, I I'll, I'll I'll tune in for sure. Um, 
And the last bit, bit of news that, that we'll touch on and then we'll get into uh, to uh, Green with Evil, but um, is that Amy Jo Johnson at one of her convention appearances re- revealed that she is writing a uh, Pink Ranger miniseries for Boom Studios. Uh, a comic basically catching up with uh, Kimberly and where she is now. So that's cool. The the fact that she's willing to go back and and, and write for that character in a comic book form, I think that's that's really cool. Um, and, um, And I will definitely pick that up because what I will say in terms of as my my major want for the franchise in terms of what Jonathan Entwistle is going to do, I say look no further than the Boom Studios comic books because they've really um, taken you know the premise and the concept and made it a little bit more mature for mm-hmm. the audience that grew up with it. So it's the way I would compare for those who haven't read the Boom Studios comic books. In terms of tone and sort of maturity, they're kind of like the Arrowverse DC shows, like Arrow and things like that. So it's still, you know, it's it's got the essence of Power Rangers. There, there is still some camp, but it's much more elevated to to uh, you know the audience that grew up with it so i would take that tact if i was if i was jonathan Entwistle and really mind that because they've they, they've stayed within the parameters of the show but they've also now gone past it and are creating their own mythology mm-hmm. and that's the perfect blend for me so what would you like to see them what would be your mm-hmm. so sort of advice if you had if you were asked yeah, so obviously, like, my advice, too, is, um, like I just said, you know, is just have enough care for the characters that you're writing. Maybe give them a little bit of a modern spin, too, because I think the whole, like, there's things in the franchise that I think probably do need an update, like the whole, uh, you know, kids that continue to wear red and blue and yellow and pink, you know, and black every day at school. How are they not the Power Rangers? Right? Oh, yeah, no, the same, I, I think, yeah, you know. Like, look, they're not going to change the the color scheme of the suits like that's yeah but the idea that well shockingly the guy who's the red ranger is wearing red like yeah they can wear different colored clothes people yeah you know (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so i think part of that too and and adam you know i know i know it's hard not always to do like a reboot or an origin right but and i totally get it like the appeal of like doing the ogs tommy kimberly zach trini yeah. billy you know it, it's money because it's what people recognize sure. the most why would you not want to bank off mighty morphin i would too uh if i was any studio too but i'm just hoping for a little more modern modern spin on because i think the 2017 movie definitely went for a, a really great start yeah, uh and, I, and i'm just looking i'm looking for just something different but feels familiar. So I think with a little more mature writing, yeah, uh, making sure the budget is just right. It doesn't have to be, you know, over the top, but you know, make it where the movie looks yeah. or the series and looks good. Yeah. Netflix, Netflix. I'm not concerned about the way it'll look. I, I think it'll look, no. fun. Uh, you know, because Netflix has money coming out of everywhere. Yeah. Uh, let's be honest. Um, so that I'm not concerned with. I, I 
my my thing is like the the beauty i think the beauty of of being an interconnected universe that occupies you know a film and series space is that it will allow you could you could do with the old, with the, the rebooted mighty morphin team but you can also introduce other teams simultaneously mm-hmm. yeah through the through the shows right so it's not like you have to be beholden to just one thing there could be mixing and matching there could be all kinds of, i mean the the possibilities are endless right. and so I, you you just need to but and i think this strategy shows you that netflix definitely sees the potential in the franchise mm-hmm. and the value of the franchise and that's important because if it was just at let's say paramount the chances of getting anything but mighty morphin for three, four, five films, yeah, is zero. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm for look. I my my entry point, my big you know thing, is Mighty Morphin. So I'm not saying don't do that. I'm just saying open yourself up to expanding the world. And I think Netflix allows for that. Mm-hmm. So, but we're gonna every time there's news, we're gonna do an episode and we're gonna cover it. So stay tuned. We'll keep you updated on the news as we have it. Listen, as far as we know, behind the scenes. They've already picked their Rangers, and they just haven't announced it yet. Just again, I, I want to caution people that that you know, if there's a lull in news from time to time, it doesn't mean things aren't happening behind the scenes. All it means is they ain't telling us yet. Like like, yep. like example, you know, classic example. I use Batgirl, right? They yeah. they uh, they announced recently that three actors were joining the production, and then. That the day after, one of those actors was seen on set filming with Leslie Grace. So it's like, do you think he just signed his deal and then jumped on set? No, <laughs> it was like months ago, and they're just announcing it now because they knew this guy is going to start shooting. So right. let's yep. announce it. So and Netflix has a, from what I've noticed about Netflix when they make announcements, they don't just do one at a time. It's usually three or four participants at a time. Mm-hmm. So I would expect something like that. Again, I don't know that they've started casting. I don't know that they're there yet. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, if you don't hear anything, don't assume nothing's happening behind the scenes. So, But we will keep you updated as things happen or as we hear things. Let's put it that way. Absolutely. All right. So, Nick, let's talk green with evil. So, You mean this guy? Yes, sir. <laughs> wow. Different outfit, but the same guy. Oh, yeah. Adam, Adam, look at how nostalgic this is. It's, look at, oh my goodness. Oh. You know, three quarters of uh, probably our viewing audience has no idea what that is. Oh or my goodness. Oh, but, the struggles um, with that. Good old days. So, yeah, I used to have that too. Um, be kind, please rewind. That's all, if you're renting it, that's all I'll say. And if you have to look that up, it shows how young you are. But, um, one of the things that strikes me right off the bat is that Tommy is there or, or appears for the first time for a karate tournament that just so happens to be happening at, you know, <laughs> everything happens in that community. So, so I know, right? Karate <laughs> tournaments, the juice bar is right down the, 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 the thing. A <laughs> couple of steps here at the juice bar. Um, and, and, but anyway, so Tommy's there and there's this karate tournament. And of course, he's facing off against Jason. One of the things I liked about this is that 
during their match, I like that it ended in a tie because it keeps both characters strong. Mm-hmm. If you just have Tommy come in and beat the crap out of Jason, then that is the most, like, the worst thing you could do to then your lead character. Mm-hmm. You know, and remember, let's not forget that Tommy was only supposed to be this five episode arc. And, right. and that was it. But, you know, they, they noticed his popularity and, then, and, and since then, he is now the longest serving uh, Power Ranger in the history of the franchise. Yep. So, so plans change. Um, but <laughs> I, I again, I like that they that it ended in a draw, as you know, as predictable as that may be. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I, I, I dug it because again, it keeps both guys strong. It's mm-hmm. it's like the Martha moment without saying Martha. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don Donnie is probably somewhere. <laughs> Why did you say that name? As, 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 but um, but no, it's like that without having that thing. You have to keep, you know, you can't. In BBS, if you had had just one one of the two, like if Superman rips off Batman's head, a franchise over, b it makes Batman look stupid, and vice versa. If Batman can overpower Superman without the use of kryptonite, well then, what the hell, what the hell are we doing here? So, right. when, whenever you have two characters fighting, and you you want to have both look like they're formidable, you have to kind of allow them both to have their moment to shine, but have no clear winner so that we, we can have, hey, look, you guys, you know, when you're buying a toy, do you want to buy the toy of the loser? No. Uh, so um, you, you keep both winners. Um, is anybody surprised that it took 19 episodes or whatever the case 17 or whatever however many episodes it was before green ranger came in or tommy came in that rita thought you know what i keep losing every time i i freaking send a monster and make it grow why not try something else like like let me try beating them from within like my, my i was like oh and and the way because the way they describe it it's mm-hmm. like she's finally gonna play the green Ra- like the green ranger card and i'm like wait a minute you had this the whole time, and you went through <laughs> all those monsters and lost every time, and didn't didn't think to try this. Yeah, like like how is that? I, I like watching it now, mm-hmm. <laughs> watching it back in hindsight as an adult. Right. It's like, lady, how stupid are you? Like this should have been. I'll, I'll give you five losses in a row. After that, you change it up, lady. It ain't working. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> But I, so I just found that funny that, that it took her that long to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, and, and it's like she, I got to give her credit. It's not like she took the first teenager she saw and said, all right, you're my Green Ranger. Mm-hmm. She actually, you know, clearly saw the tournament, saw basically you almost beat Jason. Yeah. Um, and then she's like, let me give him an added test with the putties. Now, the first time around, that makes sense. Yeah. Because he has no power. He has no morpher. So, you know, the putties could be 
a formidable threat when you don't have access to that power. Yep. So I got to give Rita credit in the fact that, that that she was doing her her due diligence in terms of the, the choosing of Tommy, um, and he's got the you know he's got the prowess I would think um, to uh, to uh, to make a case for himself. So so well done there. Um, what did you think of like did you when you were watching the the the, the tournament for the first time? Yeah. Were you rooting for Jason, or did you instantly kind of be like, "All right, that's the guy I'm like." Yeah. So, Adam, that's that's like the funny part too, is because like when I, like when I first watched like the episode, the series, the opening, there's like you know like when you watch certain things, you just know, like he's the guy, or like this is something yeah. really special that's yeah. like that's happening because, you know, it's like Tommy's one of those guys you take one look at and you're like, this is like. The he's franchise yeah. guy right here. Like, yeah. he's the, he just has the look about him. He has yeah. the, the statue about him. He's like, like, you know, you're like saying to yourself, yeah, they're probably going to make this guy like the Red Ranger and like, <laughs> like in no time. But I actually really like that opening scene because I think it's so, uh, the imagery of it all is so important because it kind of details like that rivalry that like Jason and Tommy had kind of throughout, like, I'd say maybe their friendship throughout the series. Uh, just, you know, the fact that it does end in a draw, you know, it, it kind of attests that they're not enemies. You kind of think they're friends, but they're like, they got to work together. But there's like this, this thing that Tommy wants to be, be the leader, but Jason's the leader. Yeah. And then Jason leaves and then Tommy takes over as leader. Yeah. And then yeah. Jason comes back and, you know, it all goes back to that one karate fight that ended in a draw and that they're both the leader. So I think yeah. that I really appreciated that imagery and I definitely didn't catch on to that like right at first yeah no you, you're always still again at that stage when you're when you're when you're watching as, as a youngster if you've been watching from the beginning and and you know you've grown along with the series with jason you're clearly rooting for jason to win at that point yeah but again they never make the, the beauty of that is they like tommy was portrayed as a good guy just there for the karate tournament or, tra- or he transferred schools or whatever. Um, and he, like he didn't, he, he wasn't instantly, like he wasn't a bully. Mm-hmm. He wasn't, you know, so so it, it wasn't that he wasn't likable, right? And so, yep. um, and even when Rita chooses him, it's through brainwashing, you know, so we got to keep that in mind. It wasn't a choice of, well, I lost. It's not like he said, "Well, I lost the karate tournament. Now I'm going to turn evil." Like mm-hmm. it, 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 that would have been stupid, right? Um, right? Um, and so, one of the things that's really funny about rewatching it nowadays is that when she does, you know, give him the power and he awakens from his hibernation or whatever you want to call it, yeah, you can see that the footage is not like when he sits up. That's the super sentai footage because the guy is yeah, like look really weird. a foot and a half shorter than <laughs> than Tommy, and it's like okay, yeah, you could have reshot that scene of him sitting up, uh, but I digress. Yeah, uh, but um, and the beauty, the beautiful thing about J- uh, Jason David Frank is he can play both the hero and the villain, and he 
he made a great villain right down to the maniacal laugh like he had <laughs> yeah hey giving frank gorshin on him for his money adam yeah <laughs> well well frank gorshin was a different guy yeah yeah um but no uh, adam i'm with you and it's funny too because it's it's one of those things like they always bought the green ranger back several times yeah and it's one of those it's not a coincidence that they bought an evil version of yeah. the Green Ranger back. And it's one of those, you're so right. Like, he it's can like play yeah. the really good guy, and it's believable. And he can play the villain, and it's and yeah. it's believable. It's so crazy. And it, it, it's believable because he's the only one that really, throughout the course of that first season, and when they brought him back later, you know, in the return of uh, of, of of the Green Ranger, the clone. Don't make me cry. We'll, we'll cover that at some point. <laughs> but the, yeah. when they clone him. But, um, um, He's the one, like, he was the only one that really gave them, like, like where you felt, oh, crap, you know, the Power Rangers might lose. Yep. You know, like, think about it. He infiltrates the command center because, and, and Rita was smart here. You, only a ranger can get in. All right, I'll make my green, my, and again, this should have been episode five, but I digress. Uh, I'll make myself a green ranger, and, and he gets in there and, like, destroy them from within. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what she did. Like, he, he gave Alpha a virus. Um, uh, this is long before uh, you know what we're going through now. He gave off a virus, and uh, and he just started tearing apart the command center, and you know, bye bye Zordon. So, and again, so you know, we've had over ten episodes worth of the Rangers, you know, getting advice from Zordon. What mm-hmm. do we do in this situation? Well, all of a sudden now they're on their own. So how do they how do they deal with that? What what choices do they make? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when they're faced with this kind of adversary, because they've never uh, had it on this level before. Um, and so that was really interesting to the point where, you know, they kept getting beat so bad that at one point, four out of the five of them are like, we're done, we're quitting, it gets over. Yep. Jason's the only one that said, no, we, we, we can't quit. If we quit, mm-hmm. the, the world is in shambles. Mm-hmm. And, and more so, and, and this is the, the, again, this is, goes back for me, keeping Jason strong. Yeah. When, he, when they realized, finally, in the last episode of The Five, that Tommy is the, 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 the Green Ranger, you know, Jason's the, when Alpha says, well, he must be under a spell, Jason said, see, this is why we have to continue because we can't let uh, Rita do this to this, this poor kid and mm-hmm. take control of him this way. And so it really, I, I think, you know, strengthened Jason as a leader this five episodes mm-hmm. um, while bringing in this cool kick-ass character. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing that I found too was, and I don't think this was ever covered before, but the idea that the Megazord, well, part of its power, part of its, its, its thing, is due to the sunlight, right? That was, uh, that, yeah. was, that was something that I had never been, that had never been explored before, I don't think. And so all of a sudden Rita is saying, well, I'll, I'll cause an eclipse. I'm like, well, that's clever, but also, Again, you've went through 15 episodes of make my monster grow and losing, and just now you're like, 
Oh shit! Why didn't I just take out the sun? <laughs> yeah. Like, hello. Uh, like, you're in this universe. You should know what the mechanics are of how things work. You've been battling Zordon for thousands of years. <laughs> like, you know how this this tech works. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just wild. find it funny now watching back mm-hmm. why it took her this long to to try that. Mm-hmm. And she still but, fails. But although, <laughs> although, although I did like, like even, yeah, I think that must have been the first time, really, mm-hmm. that we saw the Megazord be defeated. Mm-hmm. To the point where, like, those Zords seemingly got destroyed. Like, they went back into hibernation or whatever you want to call it so mm-hmm. what was that like for you as a kid watching uh, seeing the megazord lose for the first time yeah that that was emotional i'm not gonna lie because yeah. you know it was like it was really it was like it was at that moment where you know again you're a kid you're or you're a younger person watching this but you know it's like it's at that moment where you think man they really might have just lost like the yeah their zords have been destroyed they lost Zordon. Alpha has a virus. What, there's a ranger that looks like one of them, but he's evil. And he literally hijacks their Zord and beats the crap out of them, which I still think is the most badass thing that I might have ever seen. That's <laughs> what yeah. he just hijacks their Zord and just wrecks all of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it, it, it's, it's emotional. And then they're all like depowered and they're just looking, they're looking at their Zords getting destroyed and it's it gets you not gonna lie because it you really do and this was like what episode four so yeah of course there's a part five so you have to think that they're probably gonna get them back but yeah but as a kid you don't it's a good cliffhanger yeah yeah. oh definitely i i think this is some of the best storytelling you know of of these early power rangers uh installments um oh yeah you know it was a long Long form storytelling, not one, not just one and done, mm-hmm. which is which you know they they had a couple. After this, they really had a couple, two and three parts. They they, they did it more frequently, uh, which was cool. Um, another part of the the, the, the five parter that I like was when you see Jason basically get taken by mm. you know, Tommy and Rita and. And trapped, and he's got to battle both Goldar and the Green Ranger without his morpher. Uh, and again, this to me, it seems like all in an effort to keep Jason strong. To use refer- wrestling terminology, you know, they're still trying to put Jason over. Yep. Uh, with, with before, you know, and so. Um, I, I like that he's, you know, the idea of, you know, you're going to lose to a human. Like, he tells Goldar, you're going to see how it feels to, uh, to lose to a human. Mm-hmm. Meaning, stripped down, without my morpher, without, you know, the Megazord, I, I could still... Like, there's a reason why Zoran chose me, and this is it. It's clearly not... Look, they call them teenagers with attitude, but one of the things that I'll say about that show is that now one of those original five has what you describe describe as a teenage attitude. Like, they're the five nicest people in the universe. Yeah. <laughs> like, you want to see an attitude? Talk to a teenager nowadays. 
Yeah, oh yeah. They think they know everything in the world. <laughs> and they actually know nothing. So it's like, and they give you snark about it. These kids didn't have any snark. I'm like, wait, wait, what are, where's the attitude? Tommy was the first one that, like, okay, there, I know he's, he's, he's probably like he's being manipulated, mm-hmm. but there's an attitude. You know, there, there's no attitude with these other five. So I always laugh whenever I see, I hear teenagers with attitude. I'm like, what attitude? Mm-hmm. So, um, but, but um, no, I, uh, I really like that episode where Jason fights without the use of any of his power. It's re- and of course, look, of course, he gets pulled out at the last minute, but yeah. the fact that he put up a fight, uh, you know, for that long is really impressive. And also, it shows you the difference between the heroes and the villains, because think yeah. about it. There was a moment where both Goldar and Tommy had him at their mercy. But because they had to take, you know, an extra five minutes to, you know, brag and monologue and, and doing what villains do, it caused them to lose. So it's it's yep. trying to send home that message of, you know, th- that's a message to kids without, you know, stopping the episode and, and having the character come on and say, you know, give an inspirational message. It's like it's it's embedded within the within the within the show. So I I, mm-hmm. I, I like that aspect of it. Um, yeah, it's also their second battle too, Adam. I don't know yeah. if you, uh, sorry to cut you off, but you know, I think you know again, it's all like the imagery too, where it's you know, it's their their first battle was a draw. Yeah. Their second battle technically was another draw. Yeah. And then there's a third battle, which has yeah. a clear victor. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's 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 just before that third battle uh, though uh, happens. Tommy gets the uh, what is it the sword of evil from Rita? Yeah, sword of darkness, I think. Yeah. Sword of darkness, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now here's here's an issue that I have with with with, with these episodes. So she gives him the, this sword, and, and she's like, he's got to go through one more test. He's got to battle the putties again. Now he beat the putties the first time, <laughs> and he's powered. Yeah, without powers. Why is he battling them with powers? Like, what is that going to do? I could beat the putties. My grandmother could beat the putties. That is not a... Now, have him fight Goldar. That's more of a test. Mm -hmm. But no, putties. Like, it just, to me, it's like, that makes zero sense. Yeah. This is Rita going from, like, she takes two steps forward. And, no, 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 I'm going to go backwards now. Uh, so that was a little bit like really just give him the damn sword. Yeah. Um, Especially like three episodes in too, right? Like why wouldn't you give it to him? In like like the you've already anointed this guy as your big, your next big thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but again, and then you know we have that, like you were saying, that one-on-one battle between Red and Green Ranger in costume, the whole nine yards. Um, um, and what a battle it was! I, I mean, both again, both got the upper hand, and it's like, are they going to end in a draw for the third time? But no. This time, Jason gets the upper hand, uh, uses his blaster uh, to to sort of, <laughs> you know, dissolve the sword, and then mm. that that is what cures 
uh, Tommy. Um, and I really like the the post-fight reaction, where it's like Jason takes the impetus to say, you know, join us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's more of a It's two things. It's, it's a show of respect, but also it shows you that he knows what type of a formidable fighter Tommy is because he almost beat him the first time when there were no powers involved. Uh, and, and so with the right guidance, you know, of Zordon and, and, and such, and working with a team, he could really be an advent, uh, you know, an advantage for the Power Rangers. So, and there's not this jealousy or animosity. Um, you know, of course, Kimberly's on board with the whole idea because, <laughs> and and I will say, look, as much as that that bothered me as a child, uh, that, that he was taking away my my crush, whatever. Yeah, it was it was a well. I think it was right from the get go, a well developed relationship. Yeah, like it felt like a. It was a classic crush. Yeah. As a legitimate, as a legitimate, as a legitimate, a relationship you could get on a kids show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Yep. Uh, it felt very authentic. It wasn't. It didn't feel forced mm-hmm. or, or thrown in there like some of the CW relationships. <laughs> it actually felt naturalistic and and and, and earnest. So I, I like that. But what was your take on on that? And also the. Um, the final fight between Jason mm-hmm. and Tommy. Yeah, uh, so like as far as like the relationships go, it's actually one of still one of my favorite relationships. Like, you know, in my eyes, you know, as a diehard Power Rangers fan, you know, it's always Kimberly and Tommy for me. Yeah. You know, I no matter what modern spin they can do, I I know there there's iterations where now it's it's kind of uh Jason and Kimberly have a thing, but to me I'm I'm always a Tommy and Kimberly guy. There is? Well, I've never seen those. Yeah. Um <clears throat> Uh, you know, uh, you know, d- d- despite, despite the way that Kimberly broke Tommy's heart, which is still the most unforgivable yeah. thing in Power uh, Rangers history. I don't care what anybody says. Absolutely unforgivable. If you that's don't gonna know. suck, man. You get a letter. Oh my god. Um, what would be the equivalent so, today? A text message? By the way, man, I'm probably. with somebody else. <laughs> like a letter, like, and it's like it's not even like he reads. Like he has like like one of his like friends read it to him. And he's oh, like wow. bench pressing. I'm like, like, I was like, bro, I would have dropped those weights like on my throat or something if I would have, somebody would have wrote that letter to me. <laughs> it's funny because I remember when that happened. I felt bad for him, but I was like, aha. Yeah. See, that's what you get. I was like, what? Uh, and, and then she's like in the next like Power Rangers movie and it's like nothing ever happened. I was like, Turbo, you yeah, broke my heart with a letter. Yeah. That's when she came back bad, bad man. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so uh but yeah so the final battle you know adam you brought up a point too like earlier while we were talking that you know aside from maybe how rushed certain things might have felt i still think it maybe plays out pretty well because yeah oh yeah it's it's one of those things like you know you, you can only have the same battle so many different yeah. times so i think you know by episode five it's probably a good way to wrap it up and it's probably a good way for jason to finally defeat uh the green ranger and convince him to go on his side and uh, I agree with you too. The way that it's done, 
uh, makes Jason strong. It makes him the leader of the team like he always was from the start. And I like that it, it sets off the camaraderie is that, you know, he knows that they have to be stronger together than they are without him. Like, I think it would have been weird if this was the first season that would have had a six ranger that's not a part of the team, but he only helps out when he needs to be. Like, yeah. is that that kind of whole state came like later in the seasons. But I dig that, you know, it's right off the bat. It's, you know, you have our power coin. You yeah. look like one of us. You seem like a nice guy. They're teenagers. Teenagers make friends like in the in the blink of an eye. So yeah. it's believable. Yeah, there's um, groups of them that hang around. Yeah. So and and I like it. And and you know, Adam, when you think about it too, you know, they're like, you know, there's the cheesy moment of Alpha and Zordon like crying or whatever that, that history's been made. And when you look at it, like, it, but the, it was it's really true considering how far he went into he the started franchise. off the whole yeah. Six Ranger thing. Yeah. And that's where it all began. Yeah. Yeah. But even him as a as a character, yeah. Like no other ranger lasted that long, and had been in has been in that many series. Uh, yep. One hundred So, like he had a starring ro- uh, role as the Black Ranger in I can't remember which season it was, but a Dino Thunder because I because yeah. that was the last series I watched. Yep. Yeah, that, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was the professor all of a sudden. Yep. Uh, that was a good season, by the way. After reading like that, le- after reading that letter, it really, really did send them off oh. into a hole. <laughs> it sent them back to school. <laughs> but, yeah, but listen, like, like I will say this: look, no disrespect to the character of Cat. Mm-hmm. It didn't yeah. do it for me either. Yeah. yeah. Like, look, she's she 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 was good, nice to look at, but no. Oh yeah. But but no, like, first of all. She was an actual cat, man. Like, what are you dating? You're dating an ant. <laughs> Makes no sense. Oh. Like, I know Kimberly wrote the letter, but go fight for her. Go to France, wherever the hell she is, mm-hmm. and say, listen, well, I don't know who this, this loser is, but he ain't me, and, and he doesn't have no morpher, so get, get, get rid of him. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, in my, look, the comic continuity can... There's a there's a graphic novel. It's called Soul of the Dragon. And I don't know if you've ever heard of it or seen yep. it, but I don't know if you read it. But it puts Tommy as married the cat, and they have a kid together. I like I like the story, but I don't agree with with that. Mm-hmm. To me, in my head, canon at some point he's going to end up with Kimberly, and that's why that's why I want to see. As much look, yep. as much as I like to end up with Kimberly in my fantasy land, if it's got to be somebody else, it's Tommy, and, yep. and that's what I want to see in in that David Yost quantum continuum. I want to yes. see them together, mm-hmm. or David Yost come and call me, cast me, and I'll be the French guy. I'll put on a French <laughs> accent. I don't care. I'll do it. Uh, I'll go to Quebec for a couple of weeks, learn some. You French. would let Kimberly break your heart, and so would I. <laughs> That's right, um, but yeah. So um, make it happen, David Yos. <laughs> Hit me up on Twitter. But um, but no, yeah. In my head, canon, it's always Tommy and Kimberly. Right? That's yes. just how it is. Um, and and yeah, like Tommy's been through a lot. You know, he 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 has the whole thing where he loses the power because of Rita's mechanic. We'll cover that down the road as well. Uh, the White Ranger uh, scenario. We'll cover some of that. Um, and so. You know, he, and then you know, becomes the leader of the team. The red, he's he's become so many. He's been so many different colors, 
um, so many different Rangers, and uh, he is, I think, in terms of the general public, he's the face of the franchise. Still, one hundred percent to this day. Uh, I don't think that's going to change uh, with uh, him doing Legend of the White Dragon. Uh, uh, I think he'll still be synonymous as a Power Ranger. Even though I'm super stoked for Legend of the White Dragon, and, and I, I can't wait to see it. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think we've covered just about everything. Is there anything else you wanna you wanna mention about about this before we wrap up? Uh no, just other than the fact that I mean, you got to look at this. You know, for a product of its time, this still yeah. was like the coolest thing you know to watch, and I think. Yeah. Like, like you said, you know, he the Green Ranger is synonymous with Power Rangers. There's a reason why whenever they bring the Green Ranger back, it's always associated with Jason David Frank and with Tommy yeah. Oliver. And and we just saw it recently. You know, he was the face of that. Big, I saw this like big battle thing in one of the new. Oh, Power you're talking series. about the. Uh, I think I think you might. Yeah. That in the sun. Those those. Yeah. Um. And he's like at the center of like this big giant battle and he's Tommy Oliver. So of course he would be. So, uh, you know, especially you look at it now, like I said before, you know, he is what kickstarted the whole six Ranger idea. And then they kind of made a, made a, not necessarily a reboot of it, but you know, they teed it up in Dino Thunder where it was the white Ranger that went yeah. bad. And whereas when he came back, it was a good, he was a good white Ranger. Yeah, so it was the flip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the flipped idea of that. So, you know, he was the inspiration behind a lot of this, a lot of the stuff that you know we got afterwards and you know kudos to him too because he uh he seems like he's a really nice guy i've never met him i would love to meet him one day but yeah, you know too, he's, yeah. he's always at conventions he's always on like these instagram lives and, and you can just tell that he cares about yeah he's very much and he, he's very much yeah, he, that, and that's the thing like you can tell when and look all the ogs to their credit i've come back started doing the conventions you know they've really embraced the fact that look this was a part of my my past let me embrace it and 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 be thankful to the fans because you know the fans will follow you to some of your other projects you know i certainly uh there's a reason why i watched that show uh it was a canadian show flashpoint Mm -hmm. you know and it's because amy joe johnson was on it uh and she's directing uh an episode of superman and lois that's so awesome which uh, i saw her in a behind the scenes picture with superman and i'm like or my fanboy brain can't handle this. Oh. And I'm like, Superman, get your hand off her because I'll use kryptonite on you. I'm not afraid. <laughs> I'll get one of those kryptonite shifts like Lex Luthor had in Superman oh. appearance and you'll be done for. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but um, but no, um, no, it's so you know, like the fans will 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 support you in your other endeavors. Like look at look at Jason David Frank. Do you yep. think Legend of the White Dragon gets made without without uh, crowdfunding and without the, the the support of Power Rangers fans, absolutely not. Um, so, you know, he was loyal to the brand all these years, and and it served them well. And I'm so glad that uh, that um, Austin St. John is 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 come back into the fold, and yeah, you know, the the, the other the Walter Jones who le- they you know they left at a certain point due to money issues and contract stuff but you know they're back at the convention thing and all that jazz and so it's so nice to see uh that they want to be part of the the the, 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 you know the fan space 
And if they get a chance to do this David Yost quantum continuum thing, I, I think it would be a nice thing for the fans. Uh, and I think fans would love it. And um, and I wouldn't be opposed to, to the OG guys having uh, some cameos in the new stuff too. Um, yeah, bridge the gap. Yeah, in some form. So, uh, but yeah, this was a lot of fun to do. Uh, Green Ranger Saga, the, the five uh, Green with Evil, is still part of one of the best um, storylines in Power Ranger history. Uh, you know, I, I think Time Force had some good uh, storylines as well. So there are some other ones that had some really solid story, but this was the one that really, I think, took it to another level. Like it showed that yes, it's a kid show, but we, when we're at our peak, we can also do some really like top tier stuff. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, uh, I, I recommend watching it. If you've watched it but haven't seen it in a long time, I recommend going back and checking it out. It, it's it's a blast, and um, and uh, and uh, I can't say enough good things about it. But uh, if you want to continue the Power Rangers conversation on social media with either of us, you can. So, Nick, tell us where we can find you on social media. Yeah, first off, Adam, you know, truly, again, thank you so much for uh, having me on. You know, I don't want to take too much time here, but, you know, like I said before, you know, I had to hide my Power Rangers fandom, you know, going up because it just wasn't cool Yeah. Uh, to admit back in the day. So, truly, you know, I'm a 26-year-old adult, and, you know, really, thank you so much for giving me this platform to just acknowledge my fandom and just, yeah. you know, show love to a character that I grew up loving my whole life. And you carry this conversation beautifully. So truly, uh, thank you so hey, much. Thank you um, for, for jumping on board. And uh, we, we, we've got a lot to discuss going forward, it seems. so. We, we sure do. We yeah. sure do. Uh, so you guys can follow me on Twitter at Nick Zednik. It's just my name, N-I-C-K-Z-E-D-N-I-K. Uh, but most importantly, I would like you to go follow the show that I co-host uh, at Vigilante1939. And you can follow that show anywhere you get your podcast at. Thank you so much. And I definitely recommend doing that because, as I said at the top, it's a great show, a lot of fun. Um, and um, if you want to talk to me about Power Rangers, I'm more than happy to do that. Uh, on Twitter, it's at Adam underscore Leesfan. Um, the podcast network that I run has its own Twitter page, which is at MMNPDC. We also have a Facebook group. So if Facebook is more your thing, or you just want to join the group and talk with other people, that's cool too. The link is in the description below. Click that, I'll add you, and we can continue the conversation there. But until we come back when there's, a, you know, the next bit of news, remember that Tommy Oliver, the Green Ranger, and the rest of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers are forever, from the first morph to the last. So long, everybody. <laughs>